To everything there is a season, and unfortunately, Shocktober is coming to a close. But not before we take on the porn for teenage goth girls fantasy, Red Riding Hood. To the flop house. That sound is Stuart Wellington. Hey, that's me, Stuart Wellington. The person uh, who was just talking was Dan, Dan McCoy. McCoy. And this is Elliot Kalin listening to both of them. And what, what, wait, what do we have here? Stuart, oh. directly to your left. There's a fourth person in the room, and he's going to talk tonight. <laughs> Why don't you introduce, introduce yourself? yourself? Hi. That implies, no, that Stuart, you implied like we have a fourth person here usually who doesn't talk. Yeah, no, I mean, sometimes uh, Dan's wife's in here looking at us scornfully, <laughs> irritated that we're still in the, her apartment. That's very true, that's very true. Or Dan's cat is playing with the wires trying to fuck up our uh, podcast by playing her air horn and reggaeton music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the cat the whole time? Yeah, that's, that was right. <laughs> I never realized that. Stuart, explain. Trying to impress the Flophouse house cat, no doubt. Yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't, why don't you explain to us who your mysterious guest is? Okay, well, uh, the guy seen to my left is a uh, is a friend of mine, Alex Smith. He's mm-hmm. going to be the best man at my upcoming wedding. <laughs> He's literally the yeah. best man you know. The best man you top, know. Top dog. There's Highest no, quality. There, there's, uh, there are two other men in this room right now, and he is better than both of them. Well. Champion. Well, the I mean, best person, the best man. Not as good at being a pervasoid as you, Dan. <laughs> okay, thank you. And pervasoid not as number one. As Elliot. No, I'm not the racist one. <laughs> I you Dan's the racist one. one. No, 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 no. No, you're the homophobe. That, no, that's the, Dan. Okay. Racist was the negative thing we tried to stick on you. And it didn't work because I love all peoples. <laughs> and Stu's the party animal who's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that, that's his cross to bear, <laughs> yeah, it's is, is being a hilarious party animal. Whereas uh, Dan is a lost me more friends than one. Dan is a hook handed homophobic <laughs> pervasoid, number one. Uh so Alex, uh you've been mentioned on the podcast before I plugged one of your records. Uh you were one of the first uh web promoters of us. I think you you, mm-hmm. you put links to this podcast when we were, you know, just just coming out. Just coming up. Just knee high to a pod hopper. What's wait? Yeah. So uh yeah, that's, yeah. It's a common expression. Describe yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know You look like David else. Spade yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, You're a musician Yep uh, You're yep. a podcaster I'm a podcaster I have a I have a little podcast that just started We've only got I think we'll have like five episodes It's called Spadecast it's called, it's called Hollywood Minute <laughs> um, no, it's, it's called Showbiz Show It's called uh, Probably Not it's an audio advice column. Um, and people can write in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. People can write in. We'll answer their questions. People, but people have haven't written in yet. Uh, no, tons of people have written oh, okay. in. Oh, okay. Tons of people have it's, it's really successful. Okay. It's a, it's a, so by the time people in, listen to this. What, high six figures off of that podcast already. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's doing really well. So congratulations! You don't even need to plug it. Anymore. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean you're now you're just rubbing. It if anything, faces. you want to tell people not to go to it because you're crashing servers globally. Yeah, with the listener levels. Mm-hmm. 
listener levels? Uh, <laughs> is that alliteration <laughs> I time? I just wanted to get in on the conversation. <laughs> sure. So, Dan, what would you like to talk about? Uh, I don't know. You want to break down what we do here? Oh, we, uh, we never actually said my name, by the way. Yeah, I said um, Alex. You said, okay, fine. Okay, Alex We'll leave Smith. it there. We'll leave it there. Alexander Smith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that better? Well, Alex Smith is fine. Okay, that's cool. Host of Probably Not. <laughs> Host of Probably Not and, uh, and uh, Frontman? You want to say Frontman? Yeah, let's say Frontman of the band Lydia Burrell. Charismatic Frontman. Char- yeah, that's a good that's a good uh, description of it. Troubled Frontman. <laughs> yeah. Well, Drug-addled Frontman. <laughs> yep. Comatose front man. Yeah. Of Dearly uh, Departed Frontman. Lydia Morell. <laughs> uh, where, Dearly can people, missed. where can people find your records? Uh, well, you can go to removador.com. Or that you can go made to up. Or you can go to iTunes or Amazon.com. Those also hear, sound uh, made up. Yep, those are both. <laughs> those are both. Uh, thank wow, you, this Stuart. is a rowdy bunch tonight. <laughs> yeah, why are we so rowdy all of a sudden? Uh, There's well, a reason why people don't do plugs right off the bat, right? Isn't there? Isn't there a reason for that? <laughs> yeah, we don't take them seriously till Dan and Stuart and I are too tired to, to uh, interrupt them. I think you're supposed to. I actually, forgot what the fuck we do in this thing. Okay, I'm I think sorry. you're supposed to entertain people first and then do sort of shallow plugs. Oh, for we never entertain people. I've been driving more than normal, and I think that's a bad idea right now. Yeah. Have you been driving angry? 3D. Well, tonight I have been. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, I really don't understand that. But. Self-explanatory. Okay. Uh, it means he came from hell to stop a guy, just like Nicolas Cage. Were you trying to set up that we were all uh, at Stewart's bachelor party? Is that what you were trying to... Uh... Nope. I was I was hinting at that and just trying to get this show on the road. Oh, okay. Much like the road we were on at Stewart's bachelor party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we went to Dr. Glenn Burney. MD. Glenn Burney, Maryland. <laughs> um, so... At the Flophouse Podcast, we talk about Stewart's bachelor party. <laughs> this is a bachelor party cast. Uh, not a lot of – I would imagine there would be a lot of listeners for something like that. I don't know. I mean you'd think we'd have some crazy stories. We don't really. No. The uh, hooker casualty count was surprisingly low. Zero. Shockingly low. Zero. Yeah. Elliot shot a gun the size of his head. Wasn't the size of my head. Yeah. You're you trying to make people head. imagine I mean, that at the very like, least it wasn't, the, backwards wasn't the shape of my head. No. But that was the length of your head. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think that's accurate. I, I mean, it was long. Yeah. But I didn't see him in profile or anything. <laughs> I shot a gun into a thing. Yep. What that thing was, let's not say. Sure. I saw Elliot drink multiple beers. I had multiple beers. Yeah, I do think that might be the first time I've seen Elliot drink more than one beer. Yeah. No, normally, we keep a tally, and we actually had to make more than one mark. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yes. The odometer goes up to one, and then it turns <laughs> over. Yeah. So. Um, so normally, we watch a movie and then talk about it. And what we watch tonight, guys? Not at, not at bachelor parties, of course, uh, at the podcast. I'm surprised we didn't watch a movie at the bachelor party. I'm s- kind of surprised, too. Dan was Dan was comparing. I mean, Real Steel is in the theaters right now. Yeah, we could have easily gone to see Real Steel. It's about boxing robots. Huge Ackman is in it. Mm-hmm. Wolverine, right? Wolverine. Yeah, Logan is in it. TV's Wolverine. Not TV's Wolverine. Those were feature films. I okay. saw about three minutes of uh, Star Trek Three on the TV before I went uh, to the hotel room to drink some beers. Okay, that counts. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Star Trek Three. No, 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 we're going to talk about that's the one with the Ewoks, right? <laughs> yeah. Little space bears. They're called, a, they're called little space bears. Uh, There's one of my one of my favorite things about it in uh, the merchandise in the in the book that Stephen Sansweet wrote about Star Wars merchandising. He talks about how 
George Lucas thought the Ewok could be as big as the teddy bear if it was marketed right. He's like, yeah, we have them already. They're called teddy bears. There's no room for another tiny bear toy. Yep, these teddy bears wearing a little bit of, like, clothing could be just as big as the teddy bears you find in your home. People wanted teddy bears with cloth hoods. Who the idea people. that someone in the future would be like, they used to call Ewoks teddy bears. That's pretty weird. So they were named after President Theodore Ewok. <laughs> I like this teddy bear, but I'd like it a lot more if it was playing a stormtrooper helmet like a drum. <laughs> I'd like this teddy bear more if George Lucas yeah. got a nickel when I bought there was it. A, there, was a, there was a person's head inside of that helmet, by the way. No, they I, scooped it out. They were okay. <laughs> That's what they were eating. Oh, wow. I always assumed that. And I was always <laughs> like, it added a little bit of clones, fear. Dude. It, always, it always gave me a little bit of fear of the Ewoks, like a healthy, like, oh, they're funny, but, you know, they're still wild animals. That's <laughs> yes, the way you should feel about, yeah, like wolves. Like a gorilla or, or something. <laughs> a gorilla, yeah. Anything that you've seen try to eat a human being. <laughs> but then be dissuaded because a metal homosexual robot. <laughs> Told it a story <laughs> with sound effects. Yeah. All right, well, ten minutes into the podcast. Let's uh, let's finally say what the movie was, Dan. We watched a movie called Red Riding Hood. Because now, this is part of our medieval Sharktober yep, extravaganza. Season of the Witch last time, Red Riding Hood this time. What's it going to be next time? Well, it's not going to be. Sharktober will be over by now. Oh, so sad. Another Sharktober comes but to a close. But we can still watch period pieces, right? It's not. Movie, yeah. yeah, movies about girls becoming women. And we can also yeah. watch horror movies. So it, it really is. Sharktober, no. the most unnecessary <laughs> theme month there is. Yeah. Uh, um, so this is not Red Riding, the uh, British miniseries about crime in North England. No, we England. did not spend nine hours watching all Listening to incomprehensible Northern Red England Riding. accents. Mm-mm. So what's this about, Dan? It's about a werewolf. A what? what? A werewolf. I'm oh. sorry. You okay? I, I had a speech impediment. <laughs> Good thing you shook it off. That's... Well, <laughs> wow, he got out of that pretty quick, right? That's, yeah. That's... It must only come on him when he's nervous. Mm-hmm. Or A werewolf. Uh, Wait, what? Or if he's a werewolf. Oh, okay. So this is a movie about a woman with big eyes who's in love with some boys, and there's a wolf. So it sounds right? like Twilight is what you're saying. Uh, well, funny you should say that, Elliot. It was directed by Catherine Hardwick. Who directed the first Twilight movie, mm. as well as the? Um, you guys see that one? Uh, no. As, oh, okay. as well as is the beginning of a sentence, Stuart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was the end. She directed the first Twilight movie, as well as. <laughs> period. As well as the teen exploitation film uh, Thirteen. Not really teen exploitation. I thought it was but... just supposed to be a low budget slice of drive, slice of life, <laughs> slice, slice of drive. <laughs> it was a slice of Dreyfus. One of Richard Dreyfus's small movies. Yeah, like Krippendorf's drive. Uh, it's, a... it's when you can't handle a whole Dreyfus. <laughs> Richard, what are you working on? Like I'm moving over oh, paranoid. Just another slice of drive. <laughs> It's like a Friday night, Friday night AMC feature <laughs> slice of drive. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus shares his thoughts on life, love, and careers. <laughs> and being Dreyf. Well, <laughs> being Dreyf. That should be his memoir, being Dreyf. I don't my life Dreyf is, with Dreyf. My life is Dreyf. <laughs> 13 was sold as a slice of life, but it was really a uh, overcooked, overheated uh, sort of uh, cautionary about, tale. You're talking uh, about that 13 ghosts, right? <laughs> no, yeah. So about 13 erotic ghosts. <laughs> the porn parody of 13 ghosts. Uh, no, I'm talking about 13 Ghosts, the movie that introduced us to, uh, 
What, Evan Rachel Wood? Was she in that? I don't know. <laughs> what? That other one, too. <laughs> what? 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 We got the, uh... <laughs> what's sorry. going on over here, Dan? I don't know. <laughs> I'm so used to Did you lose your, your copy of uh, Video Hound's Psychotronic Guide to Film or something? <laughs> so you remember losing the movies? <laughs> Look, I feel like we owe the uh, audience an apology. We're sitting in different chairs right now. Because <laughs> they care about that. You probably heard it sounds oh, different. That's oh, because I'm to Dan's the, right instead of his left. Sitting in different sure, chairs. Dan, blame the chairs. Elliot's usually summarizing the movie right now. Everything's fucked up. Okay, well, I'll explain what happens in the movie. Please do. Let's get us back on track. Okay, we're in. I'm a... sorry. <laughs> I really blame <laughs> Alex for this it, one. It's yeah. my fault. It really is. Uh, so we're in a medieval type village sometime in medieval times. Um, and this is a village where Amanda Seafried grew up and lives. She, of course, you may remember from other things. And uh, <laughs> sure. um, she, she's the girl who looks like the main character from Sucker Punch, but she's not the same person. You know, you yeah. remember her from uh, – she was in Mean Girls as the dumb one. She was in Big Love as the daughter. She, she was, was in The Girl Who Gets Killed in Veronica Mars. Is she in uh, the – what's the one about the – what's the – one with um, Megan Fox where she eats people. Yeah, Jennifer's body. Jennifer's body. Does she eat people in that? No, but uh, she kisses Megan Fox, maybe. and then she's in Chloe where she kisses Julianne Moore. You mean uh, I mean so a, a lot of kissing? Yeah. So this is a kissy uh, actress. Mm-hmm. So anyway, big eyes. We first meet. There's a little girl and a little boy. Big lips. Alex is nodding. She's got big lips and big eyes. Yeah, yeah. Like somebody Confirm. punched her in both those things. When <laughs> That's not really how eyes work. Really? <laughs> they swell shut. They don't. The, the pupils don't, don't get bigger. <laughs> they don't make it easier to see things. No, they make it much harder. <laughs> or else eye doctors would just be punching people in the face uh, gotta, all the time. I gotta change my plans. <laughs> your what? Your health plan? Yeah, my health plan. <laughs> it only I gotta go to see a different uh, GP. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, it's a medieval type village. Amanda Seafried has lived there all her life, and for as long as she's lived, it's been plagued by a werewolf, as Dan said that one time. And I think it's told to us uh, like a like an opening monologue. Stuart she... Stuart predicted that she would say the line, "My mother always told me" in voiceover, and she did. And that got me a bunch of high fives from everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, his hands mm-hmm. was was ripped raw from high fives. <laughs> uh, it's worn to the bone. <laughs> With with celebratory high fives, uh, she's growing up in this town. Every, it's plagued by a werewolf. Every full moon, on the night of the full moons, they put out. Oh, that a blood moon, Alex? No, no, mm-hmm. no. That's different than a regular no, that's full different. moon. Yeah, blood, the blood moons only every once in a while. Yeah, every full moon. About moon blood good. <laughs> what is that? Terminator Salvation Star Moon Bloodgood. <laughs> Everyone's okay. favorite actress. So moon they put three words in. They put words in a hat and they pulled out three of them. Everyone's they made a name. Favorite act- actress with a made-up name, Moon Bloodgood. That's who we're talking about. Elliot. Moon Blood- Sounds like a character from a fantasy novel written by a twelve-year-old. <laughs> Surely, Moon Blood's go- Moon Bloodgold's Raven Blade. Bloodgold. <laughs> moon Bloodgold. <laughs> Well, that's another blonde. That's another Bond villain. <laughs> cleaved the shadow thief in two. Uh, anyway, keep going. So the town is played by a werewolf. Always has been. Always will be. Or will it? It turns one night. The werewolf kills Amanda Seafried's sister in the haystack she seems area. Fairly distraught about that. She's somewhat stiff and wooden about it. <laughs> she wanders over to the dead body <laughs> to inspect it. Now she is in love. Yep, dead. All right. There are two <laughs> because. Says. Just like every movie ever since Twilight, there are two handsome young men for her to choose between. Mm-hmm. One is her fiance, uh, or a affiance, a, bla- a rich blacksmith <laughs> who her sister, it turns out, had a crush on. 
Well, she why doesn't, wouldn't she? she doesn't, She's got financial stability with him. Yes, she doesn't love the fiancé, though. She loves Peter, the wild woods boy who uh, chops down wood and has kind of a wolfish hairdo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she also has a dad who's a drunk and a mom who's Virginia Madsen. Her dad, played by the evil cult leader from earlier mentioned Drive Angry 3D. Yep, mm-hmm. in that one he had a southern accent. Here he has a made up type Kind of a southern accent. It's a kind of a southern accent with a little bit of English in it. And this is how you know, by the way, that the female characters in these movies or TV shows or books are awesome, is that they have two guys interested in them. That's uh, that's how you know that they're a woman of worth, a woman worth having, because they're two gentlemen. Well, I mean, she's objectively the most beautiful girl in the village. No, I know. She's just, the blondest. I'm kind of surprised there are only two guys who, who are after her. <laughs> I mean, there's probably like that. I mean, it seems the guy like there's only two young the boys. In the belly of the metal elephant probably liked her. Well, yeah, but he, and he was but mentally she also, challenged. But she also has no distinguishing personality. <laughs> Our audience probably just heard you say anything. cooked in the belly of a metal elephant. <laughs> yeah. We haven't even gotten to that yet. Yeah. So let's fast forward a little, shall we? Black eyed peas show up with a metal <laughs> there's, elephant. There's a, there's a werewolf. Gary Coldman, you might remember in the various <laughs> so there, movies. So there's a werewolf. Romeo ru- is planning. The werewolf kills her sister, and so the Lucas Haas, the local young priest, calls for Gary Oldman, the witch-slaying werewolf fighter, with his international <laughs> band of knights and their metal elephant that they burn people in to come and save the village from the warwolf. Also, Julie Christie plays Amanda Seyfried's uh, grandmother, who's probably a witch and makes her a red cloak. Be-dreaded grandmother, because she's got mm-hmm. dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're really she more does. braids than anything they're else. They're probably dreadlocks. But can, no, continue. I didn't mean to interrupt. Well... I'm sorry, man. Uh... The werewolf, they, the townspeople kill a wolf, and assuming it's the werewolf, hold a nocturnal bacchanalia. Who's that guy from that movie, the, or the, the show? The guy who the kills guy the from, wolf. Right, from Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. yeah. Colonel Ty. Colonel Ty Pennington so from Battlestar Galactica. Killed, killed yeah, he killed a werewolf. He, he, sure he, he, he cuts ca- off a and they white ca- wolf's head. They carry a wolf's head on a stick for about 40 hours, <laughs> <laughs> just shaking it in people's faces. <laughs> People wear around pig masks and play the hurdy gurdy. I mean, uh, I don't know about you guys, but a party's not a party until you shake a wolf's head. At <laughs> so they hold. Uh, Gary Coldman comes into town and <laughs> he says, "You didn't kill Blind the werewolf." Goldman. He acts out in he overacts extremely. The story of how he earlier in his wolf fighting career uh, thought he had killed a werewolf, but when he came home, he found out that he had actually hurt his wife, who was the werewolf. And he killed his wife because she was a werewolf. And he carries her hand around mm-hmm. as proof, I guess. He's that he, really proud of the fact that he killed his wife. He, he like a trophy. At least five times. He constantly talks about how he killed his wife to the from the point where it goes from him being it being his tragic backstory to it being something that he's pretty proud of, and he wants everyone to tell him how cool he is for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also has silver fingernails to kill wolves with, much like Cyber, the Wolverine villain. But only yeah. like three of them, right? I mean, yeah, he, a, he was like them, and they're not very long. They're like slightly longer than normal fingernails. It looks well, like, like the just... middle one does isn't silver, so it's like the longest yeah. one. That one's for wasn't... cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And he also has a silver sword. And the best moment and in a the silver en- the best moment in the sure. entire movie, the best <laughs> one is, and Gary Oldman's shining moment is when Lucas Haas says, "Oh." One of only three silver swords, blessed by the Holy Father. May I touch it? And he goes, no. <laughs> kind of, it's just uh, as he's turning away from yeah. it. Like, yeah. it is, this is something he is not even going to have to think about for a moment. 
so Gary Oldman. No, it has to sit there. <laughs> <laughs> it's important that it sit on this windowsill and not be touched. Like a pie about to be stolen from a, by a hobo. <laughs> and he's walking away from the sword as he's saying that. <laughs> that he cares. Yeah, it's so not like he's about. about to sheath it or anything. He's just leaving it behind. <laughs> so Gary, Old- I mean, this town does have hobo problems, right? I, mean, <laughs> I have to assume so. I mean, the father is basically a hobo. I mean, everybody right? well, in the town, town is a town of hobos. <laughs> basically, the father hobos. passes out drunk and gets humped in the butt by another guy. <laughs> <I> like- <laughs> so they have. So he says, "You didn't kill the werewolf," and the and the town mayor is like, "We totally did. We're going to throw a big party." They throw a huge party. Uh, Amanda Seyfried's dad passes out, and the guy they, pretends to hump him in the butt. They got a DJ or something like. They have a band there that has three trumpets, a hurdy gurdy, and I think a they lute. were like like contrabassoons actually. They oh, were okay. These huge. They're like Ricola horns. They're like Alpen horns. Yeah. And somebody, you were saying somebody was singing singing through a megaphone. through a megaphone. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got some modern music Car- playing. Karen O it. sings through a megaphone. <laughs> and during the carnival, uh, Amanda Seyfried is made jealous. When she sees Peter dancing with another woman, so that's she, not her fiance, right? That's no. Peter is the woodsman. Is the wolf face? Is the wolf face? Is wolf face wood boy? And so they go off to a place with soft hay, as it's described oh, yeah. later. Hold on, <laughs> I firstly got to say that Amanda Seyfried. Some might call it a barn. <laughs> Amanda Seyfried tries to like make her uh, her boyfriend jealous by grabbing someone out of the crowd to dance with, but she grabs uh, one of her lady friends to dance with. So there's like this weird like. Crypto lesbian, I guess. Like, oh, look at me! I'm dancing with someone else to make you jealous, but it doesn't really work. Hold down there, guy. Come on, come on, P.O. No, it's it's true. We were all totally turned on. Except Um, they're dancing a kind of like medieval folk dance. Yeah, but she's making total saucy eyes at the girl. That's right. Her eyes are full of sauce. Was she going to grab the crazy the the crazy kid from the? I mean, there's no other like the only. (laughs) That's true. There there were three. Two handsome young men. There's only yeah. They had to make sure there were three men in that town. It would it would destroy the whole construct (laughs) of the movie. And they had to make sure they snuck a couple characters out so that later on when the wolf shows up, you'd be like, it was one of those characters we didn't see yeah. dancing. Well, that's so, so Peter and Amanda Seyfried are about to bed down on the hay, uh, but they're interrupted at the last minute, and the blacksmith fiancé sees them. Then sure. the werewolf attacks. Sure enough, they didn't. They just killed a normal wolf. The werewolf attacks, kills a bunch of people, uh, and disip- and says uh, – so it corners – Sayonara, buddy. It corners Amanda Seyfried. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it says. Yep. It corners Amanda Seyfried. And talks to her with its brain. It's just a mental talking that no one else can hear saying, I'm going to take you away from here. And she notices the wolf has brown eyes, which is a clue, except everyone in the movie has brown eyes. So yeah, every they- time she sees someone with brown eyes, she's like, oh! but it's everyone. What do you think of the, uh, the creature effects on that wolf? Actually, I thought they weren't that bad. No, I mean, it For, helped that they shot like every wolf shot at night because that was part yeah. of their mythos. Well, that's, but one of the things is that in a lot of these CGI movies, things are too well lit. Mm-hmm. So they looked like too fakey, but this was pretty good. That it was always in shadow for the most part. Oh, also it's a like blood you thought moon. the guys from Halo would show up and start shooting it or something. <laughs> yeah, this is also uh, during the time of the decade known as a blood moon. And during a blood moon, if a werewolf bites you, you become a werewolf. Normally, you just die. Uh, so the werewolf disappears into the night. So, the so next it's slightly better. Than, yeah, <laughs> than regularly. Actually, well, they say worse, but and uh, Gary Oldman and his men start a kind of. I, uh, but I think it's better. I mean, I'd rather be a werewolf than just die, right? Well, well, except your soul is in of, trouble. Ultimately, that's kind of the point of the movie is that it's better to be a werewolf. Okay. Yeah, come gotta, on. Spoilers. you got to be you and me is what it comes down Sorry, to. Buddy. Be yourself. <laughs> uh, be proud of who you I are even if you're a wolf. I wasn't paying attention to the end of the movie is what I'm saying. <laughs> 
I was hoping to revisit it later. So Gary Oldman establishes a police state in the village. They burn a retarded boy in a giant metal elephant <laughs> as torture to make him tell where a witch is. And then everyone just kind of runs around and Amanda well, Seyfried no, he, he tells sees them where wolves. the witch is and then they throw him in there and you never see him again. <laughs> yeah, I assume <laughs> he died. he's just ash in the bottom of that metal elephant. <laughs> Some, one, of the, one of his international nights, like uh, the one that Stuart dubbed Karate Joe. <laughs> he's the guy from the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> Black Eyed Peas. He, he, I assume he just opens up the elephant and rakes the ashes out every couple of days. Yeah, but the, uh, the mentally, the mentally uh, challenged kid, his sister comes in and uh, gives up Amanda Seyfried, like says, oh, she's a witch. To, to she can talk to life. wolves. Yeah. yeah. They imprison yeah, Amanda Seyfried. How'd that work for her? <laughs> Not so we're pre the point where people could be described as mentally challenged. Yeah, this way they were calling them. <laughs> they, were, they were saying he was, he, was, he was touched by the hand of God. Uh, he didn't go to college. Rock-headed or something. <laughs> His sure. job is to sit on a fence and eat mud. <laughs> All right, the village idiot. <laughs> He's the village idiot. Should be wearing a canvas sack and a sock on his head. So Amanda Seyfried is thrown in jail, and they decide they're going to sacrifice her to the wolf. They put a wolf metal wolf mask on her. It's a pig mask. A pig ma- metal pig mask. Which, I mean, if you're going to try and embarrass somebody, you should leave their face exposed so you, people could spit on Every, it. Look, so. it's a tiny village. Everyone knows who, they, who okay. she is. They sit her down on an altar of some kind. I mean, if I'm gonna, if somebody's gonna be paraded in front of me and I'm gonna like heckle them and shout at them, I want to see them crying and. So you always imagine yourself as one of the villagers whenever (laughs) whenever this situation (laughs) happens. You you have no empathy for the person who's unjustly (laughs) accused. My first instinct, like I've been practicing, first instinct: look for dung. Look for dung. (laughs) You don't want to be the second one to throw dung. You want to be the trendsetter. The thing is, you know. Dung in my hands, gross. Dung on their face, gross for them. That's all I'm saying. It's worse to have <laughs> oh, dung on okay. your face. Wait, gross and gross for them. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be willing to put Those a little gross things. on my hands for gross on their face. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm filling up uh, empty air by saying yep. Well, Elliot, uh, I was I was blowing nose. my nose. Yeah. I apologize. I'll yeah. let snot run <laughs> down my face for, a moment. for the podcast. <laughs> my clever ad lib of yep. <laughs> <laughs> you really had a lot to offer there. Anywho, they leave Amanda Seyfried to be eaten by the wolf, but the blacksmith and the woods boy team up with a cunning plan to save her, which involves her dad getting drunk and pushing a wheelbarrow five feet and then being arrested. <laughs> being arrested. <laughs> but they, what happens is they light fires around the altar. In the commotion, uh, the blacksmith undoes the locks on her hands and takes her away, uh, but not far enough. And there's a lot more running around. I kind of don't remember exactly what happened Lucas after Haas that. Lucas Haas gets stabbed. Oh, and Lucas Haas gets stabbed <clears throat> trying to stop the... Knights from shooting the blacksmith. But not by the sword he so wanted to touch. No, he's stabbed by Gary Oldman's dagger. Yeah, he's not even he's not even worthy enough to be stabbed by the, the were- sword he wanted to fondle the, momentarily. <laughs> the werewolf reappears, uh he bites off Gary Oldman's arm and yep. says to Amanda Seafried, Come with me and I'll, or I'll destroy the village. All the villagers stand up and join forces with her and say, no, you'll have to go through me and me and me. It's like the subway scene in Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. Except all medieval and there's no Dr. Octopus. And I mean, the werewolf's a lot like Dr. Octopus. But okay, well, there's no Spider-Man. You can't say Amanda Seyfried is like Spider-Man. Okay, you're right. Uh, she, she does wear red. She does wear red, though, like Spider-Man. So I guess she's like Spider-Man. <laughs> so it's basically Spider-Man, too. <laughs> Uh, they kill Gary Oldman because he was bitten by a wolf, and his hand got bitten off. The hand with the silver nails. Ooh. Wonder what's going to happen with that. Well, 
I'll tell you what's going to happen <laughs> okay. with that. Ah, uh, man, to see if they free. bury it, they, they bury it, and say prayers over it. <laughs> it gets. Uh, it gets I'm gonna, I'm gonna transplanted ca- with a killer. I'm and, gonna kind yep. of skip to the end here. The many of the candidates, many of the candidates for wolf have been killed. So uh, Amanda Seyfried thinks it's her boyfriend Peter, the woods boy. She stab- or her grandma. Or her grandma. She stabs him and then goes to the grandma's house, and it turns out grandma's dead already. Who killed her? And apparently made into a stew. Well, it's implied, implied she was made into a stew. It's implied that she's been made into a stew and Amanda Seyfried yeah, is that a, is that bit. actually what it was? I was kind of interpreting, like, there's just a gross stew there. But he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> ever looked, say, like, Grandma like a, died and I made a bad stew. <laughs> it looked like some kind of Indian spinach dish, like yeah. sad paneer or something. Yeah, it did, it that did that would be known in those parts. <laughs> Perhaps a traveling... It was brought tra- by the fucking... The many cultured nuts. A traveling fakir came through the village <laughs> and showed them some levitation tricks. <laughs> And taught and taught them how to make that. Uh, it turns out her father was the werewolf. Ooh, that's how she can listen to werewolf talk. With the bad guy from uh, from Drive from Drive Angry, Angry is also the bad guy in this. Okay, and he killed her sister because it turns out her sister was not his child, but her mother had had an affair. Anyway, it's not necessary to know that anymore. It's a subplot that doesn't really go anywhere. Okay. Um, they have some. They uh, talk a little. He's trying to convince her to come with him and be a wolf. Uh, Peter shows up. Because of the blood moon. Because of the blood moon. Peter shows up, uh, apparently fine, after having been stabbed in the belly. And uh, he throws an axe. By her. Yeah. By her. He's okay with it. He throws an axe at the back of the dad. And then Amanda Seyfried stabs him with Gary Oldman's nails. Yeah, severed hand. (laughs) Yeah, the silver thus killing him. Which she had in her little red riding hood basket. Yeah. Yeah, because so. it, it was a it was a reference to the story. Yeah, right. That's what she was There's, taking. It's one of two house. references, yeah. or one of three references, I think, to the actual story. Because she has the she has, she has the actual Red Riding Hood. She has the basket, yeah, which is referred to as wearing. Yeah. Stuart is actually wearing a red, and it's referred hand. to as what her harlot's cloak. There's a fact yes. that the uh, there's a fact that the uh, wolf is killed by a woodsman. Yeah. So well, not what's killed by her. Well, yeah, I guess, but he oh, comes, actually, he comes you know in and throws there the axe another, at the wolf. Well, I'll I mean, say that one guy th- is a pretty. I mean, I'd call him a woodsman. He's pretty <laughs> handsome. I'll I'm say sure he gets a lot wait, of babes. No, it's just the killing part that I was up with, not the woodsman. Oh, part. I thought. Okay. Well, one, I have. There's another similarity too that I didn't. I, I had not realized when we were watching it. But first, there is the line: "She wears this red cloak," and someone goes, "That's the devil's color." <laughs> Mm. Which is like a line that Kenneth would have on Thirty Rock. But, uh, there's an episode where he goes, "Warm, it was hot, but that's the devil's temperature." <laughs> but uh, any well, but there's but there's one more like the most overt reference is the yes. dream sequence where she's in where, bed with her grandma, like you often are in your dreams. <laughs> the My good ones, is. yeah. <laughs> and she says, "The what? What big eyes you have? What big ears you have? That whole deal that we all know." The better to eat you with, idiot. That's <laughs> is, that, is that Freddy? Yeah. The better bitch. to eat with you with, bitch. <laughs> Are like you pretending Freddy, to be the next Freddy? Freddy, you just stole that from Brothers Grimm. That's not that's not your pun. Whatever. You think, how many of these do you think I can come up with? Uh, so they kill the dad and they say no one can know about this. She'll be in trouble for being a, a wolf's daughter. So they cut him open and fill him with stones and throw him in a river. And but that's like the most do. the most fucked up thing but in the that's whole also, movie. But that's also I realized I, I didn't realize at the time straight from the fairy tale because in the original one he they kill he eats the grandmother and eats little Red Riding Hood. The woodsman hears them screaming and comes in, cuts open the wolf and takes saves the two women and fills the wolf's belly with stones. 
to like make him feel full, and oh, the wow. wolf staggers out. That's one of the versions of it, but I forgot about that till now. Um, oh, that makes more sense then. And then uh, that's the end. Of the, and then Peter, he was bitten during the fight, so he's going to turn to a wolf now. So he goes off into the distance, and she says, "I'll wait for you." Yeah, because that's he's the like thing. Like we discover, college. we discover uh, about wolf the college. father. <laughs> With Jason Bateman. <laughs> when, 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 when we discover that the father... Howl you. <laughs> when it's bite you. That's what it would be. When we discover the father is, is the wolf, we also discover that the uh, wolf uh, totally retains all of his human emotions and reasoning wow, abilities. While wolf, yeah. like He uh, only killed the daughter once he realized that uh, it wasn't his actual daughter. And there was like a logic behind... Much of what happens in the movie makes you wonder why he kills anyone at all. Yeah, why he doesn't use his wolf powers to help the village hunt for food, right. and be a hero. Yeah, so at to the make end, the village a better place to be. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So at the yeah. End, it's not so bad that she has a wolf boyfriend now. Uh, he just has to go off for a while, learn to control his wolfdom. It's just like comes in back, and basically now, like in Teen Wolf, where he says yeah. you'll learn how to control the wolf or yeah. use the wolf or something. And I bet they have. Uh, I bet they have great sex. Am I right, Elliot? Huh? I mean, He's like a beast I mean, in the bed, huh? Am I right? I'm thinking about that, right? Was you, you've had sex with a wolf, right, Elliot? Yes, no. I had sex with a wolf once. It was not good. Okay, I don't want to talk about it. It's all, you always think it's going to be better. Did it than howl it. when it you hear about it? You always think it's going to be good. Then you hear someone. Yeah, I had to fake it the whole time. Oh, it was just not cool. But um, And then at the end, he comes back. <laughs> it was not cool. <laughs> at the, I had sex with a wolf and it was not cool. <laughs> at the very end, Peter comes back in wolf form and I guess it's open for a sequel where they have wolf babies. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. A sequel with no action in it whatsoever. <laughs> no, just them just, raising baby wolves. Well, it's tied into the sequel of Little Red Riding Hood, uh, Little Red pups. Wolf Babies. <laughs> Little Red Wolf Babies. Why are they red? That's. It's not a movie, it's a calendar. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, that's the plot of Red Riding Hood. What do you think about the movie, fellas? So how do you feel fellers? about the uh, the shoehorning of the fairy tale into a weird movie format, Dan? Uh, I mean, well, clearly this was an attempt for Catherine Hardwick to uh, say, "F you guys for firing me off Twilight. I'm gonna create my own fantasy series about a girl and two dudes." And what? And there's dudes. a werewolf in there. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of fantasies with a girl and two dudes. <laughs> <laughs> And I've seen a lot of fantasies of the girl, two dudes, and a wolf. Now that I think about it, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it was a thing. It was a thing that we watched. I felt uh, there were some uh, some pretty scenic pictures in it. Yeah, sure. I liked some of the color in it. Yeah, it was pretty good looking, actually. Yeah, so the the CGI was not as horrendous as a lot of other movies. I think it might be, yeah, one of the best shot movies we've actually watched for the Flop House. Yeah, I mean, there's Sucker Punch, so it's not the best shot movie we've seen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was a penelope of colors. <laughs> yeah, it was It was just a, a uh, cornucopia sure. of the, rainbows. I like the giant metal elephant that they baked that uh, retarded guy inside. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was one of those moments. I was about to say mentally challenged, and I'm like, that's ridiculous. It's not... That's it's a traditional not, way of preparing uh, Village Idiot. It's a pretty bland movie, but there are like <laughs> yeah. a couple just crazy things in it that come out of nowhere, and the giant metal elephant oven is one of them that people get thrown into. Gary Oldman mm-hmm. is the other. <laughs> and Gary Oldman is the other. Gary Oldman has a few good moments where he's just like, you can tell this is a very this is a great actor who is getting a paycheck and just going to do whatever on set. 
I like when he makes that uh, the girl petitioning to get her mentally challenged brother out of that elephant. He may like she strips down and he makes her like turn around to show her body, and then he's like, ah, "Get out of here, kid! What, <laughs> yeah. what else you got?" Yeah, what would have happened to have made that scene go another way? Like, what, <laughs> yeah. what would she have done? I don't know. I think he was hoping for like a lower back tattoo or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something Wait, in Chinese. That reminds like, me of my wife that I, I killed. Mean, <laughs> did I mention I killed hey, her? Babe, he was was totally that, boss. What would that dude, I mean, like she's already offering herself to him. Like it's not like he's like, oh, I got see, I see that lower back tattoo. She's totally a slut. You know, like, <laughs> I don't understand. Well, I mean, I think he was just hoping to see some killer artwork while making uh, sure. making love to her. But there's also there's like doing a, it wolf, wolf style. style. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, how they call it around those parts. Around those when parts. When you have sex with somebody and chop off their hands. What parts are those? Stuart? Yeah, where was those parts? You know what's uh you know what's ironic is that Gary Oldman chopped off his wife's hand only to have his own hand chopped off yeah, by a wolf. It's the kind of wolf's irony mouth. you would find only in the chopped, Star Wars movies. Chopped by a wolf's mouth. In the chopped, Star Trek movies? In the Star Trek as Alex would say, in the Star Trek movies. <laughs> uh yeah, he had some yeah, Star Wars Star Trek confusion. By the way, a surprising amount of Stuart's bachelor party was spent talking about Star Wars. <laughs> True, yes. Surprising. Uh, the, the character of Zuckus came up several times. Forlom. Forlom, another character. Came and up uh, I was I was really pleased to find that the when we were checking into the hotel, there w- we were behind a woman dressed up as a drow checking in as well. And what is a drow? A drow is uh, from the Forgotten Realms universe of Dungeons and Dragons. It's a underworld dwelling elf that has is evil in nature, dark like black skinned with white hair. Now you say dressed like a drow. What do you, how do you know she wasn't a real drow? Uh, well, her palms and hands were normal human skin color. Wow, normal human skin color? <laughs> oh, that's the racist Uh-oh. one. Well, I didn't even describe what they looked like. Uh, just the idea of a normal human skin color and others I mean, are, 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 inherently they racist. are inherently default. Wrong. I mean, they weren't like ebony colored. Like, they weren't pitch wow. black. Oh, okay. Wow, okay. Oh. No, yeah, like, didn't have like, black like, skin. Like, no, that, mm. no, I mean, like, I real, terrible. Wow. I mean, not like... Stuart, you're digging a deeper hole. <laughs> So I thought there was that happened. I thought you were going to talk. They weren't about like it. Mexican color, is what you're saying. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that, talk about how when we checked in, the lady at the desk within a minute of being acquainted with us was referring to us as knuckleheads. <laughs> yep. Well, specifically well, Elliot. <laughs> yes, it's, yes, Steve, specifically me. When Steve asked for more toilet paper for one yeah, night. One of, <laughs> we, were, we were there for one night, and one of the one of the other guys asked for two extra rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> And she said, are you serious? And he said, I poop a lot. <laughs> and then she told him to go sit in the corner <laughs> and take a time out. Oh. Yeah, oh, we Sharon. all a lot. We should have Sharon on the podcast. <laughs> She'd be great. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know why he thought he would need three rolls of toilet paper well, unless he was going to dress up like a mummy at some point. He is a very proficient bar back and busboy, and I think he just wanted to make sure that nothing bad happened. He wanted, okay. he wanted to make sure everything was stocked. Yeah, of course. In case he opened a bar in his hotel room. Yeah. Or just a bar like, that serves toilet paper. <laughs> so so Red so. Riding Hood. Uh, not, a, not a particularly exciting movie, yeah, but with a few moments of just strangeness. There's one part when uh, Amanda Seyfried... A fair amount of the movie, or at least early on, is taken up with the idea of this girl who is in love with another guy who is, you know, pledged to marry someone else and... She's, like, so unhappy about it. She feels like she's being sold. Um, I found all that stuff pretty hard 
to follow myself. You guys seem to have a bit, an easier time getting all the sort of family well, relations and well, things. Well, for I such a small, just... shitty little town, there was a lot of injury going on. Oh, yeah. Everyone has their secrets, as Julie Christie said. I think it helps. I mean, they we've, don't work, we've so also I, had, they have plenty of time to do shit. We've also got experience paying attention to movies when we're talking through them. Mm-hmm. So for a newcomer, that might be more difficult. Although that uh, also, you I, might have I, been distracted by the the delicious Popeyes we were all devouring. Oh, mm. Wonderful! I was a little surprised. Blinded by, by the steam coming off like the chicken. Very basic family relationships, but something about the way the movie presented them. Yeah, well, I mean, it helped that the characters didn't really have a lot of names, <laughs> and like her sister, we were introduced to, to uh, when they discovered a dead body. Yeah, and we never really saw her or what she looked like or knew her name. Yeah, for a it was. Bit. A, her image was always fuzzy, like she exists in two worlds. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, they didn't do any kind of, like, they didn't set up, it really would have been easy to set up a family where they're, uh, you know, she has a sister that she lo- that she loves, or she mm-hmm. has a, you know, because ultimately it ends up being sort of a big deal that her father loves her so much that he's willing to kill basically everybody in this village to spend time with his sister, or to spend time with his daughter. Right. But they don't. They don't really show them interacting at all yeah. at any point in the movie. Yeah, it's just like doing weird. that. They they spend a weird amount of time in the beginning showing a scene where she's a little girl hanging out with this kid with a vest on and not killing a a fucking rabbit. No, but oh, they do right. kill the rabbit. But they don't show you that. But like it's, initially, it's, it's like it yeah. pulls it pulls the old ten years later. This movie it shows these two kids. They trap a rabbit. And the rabbit, and they're about to kill it. They're arguing over which one of them is going to kill it, and then it says ten years later, and everyone's and grown up. And that scene is significant for no reason. It ex- later on, the uh, the wolf, the says, rabbit comes back and saves somebody's life. <laughs> oh, like, Thanks, dude. Oh, that was, that was <laughs> you the did the favor for me, and now I'll return the favor. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Buddy power. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> Scrappy Doo. <laughs> Do you have to return that favor if someone traps you and then holds a knife to your throat and then doesn't kill you? Uh, it's not exactly pulling the thorn from a lion's paw, I guess. But the the wolf says to her, you you could kill people. You killed a rabbit once, didn't you? And it's like, how is that? People kill rabbits all the time mm-hmm. to eat them and to use their fur for things. Like it's, you Mr. Rabbit Killer over here, am I right, guys? Yeah, all I'm saying is kill them all. Yeah. I'm saying is the only good rabbit is a dead rabbit. Am I right, guys? Yeah, grind their bones to make your bread and whatnot. I don't know if I'm going to make bread out of bones. <laughs> well, maybe rabbit. I think bones. I'll use flour. Sure, bone bread. <laughs> bone bread. Full Sounds calcium. like a, it's a blues musician. Bone bread. <laughs> this movie is like 80 minutes long. I have to. No, it's 100 minutes long. That really? Yeah, according to Wikipedia, it felt like 200 mil- minutes long. Am I right? <laughs> no. Yeah, this guy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> There's no audience here. <laughs> You're doing crowd work and there's no audience. Hey, who's here from out of town? Anybody? Uh, me. So where are you from? Uh, I'm, I'm from Kentucky. Kentucky, as they as the Francais uh, traders the, say. The Kentuck. Well, I don't have anything to say about Kentucky, so anybody else? Anyone else here from out of town? crowd work. Dan, where are you from? I'm from Brooklyn. Now, we've never met before, right, Dan? That is incorrect. <laughs> so pick a card, any card. Uh, all right. Uh, this one. Okay, what's the card? It's the Ten of Diamonds. Amazing, amazing, everybody. I'll be back later for the 4 o'clock show. <laughs> okay, well, he just threw down a spoke, smoke bomb and disappeared. <laughs> so I don't a spokes know. bomb? A spokes bomb. <laughs> it's the bomb that speaks for all the other bombs. <laughs> So, uh, guys, uh, we've been wasting more than our usual amount of time on gibberish. What are you talking about? So, I think uh, that's going to be a theme with every episode that comes up, as probably. we run out of things to say about movies. But uh, <laughs> we should uh, wrap. 
<laughs> I mean, what can you really say about movies? Come on. They said I mean, they're, Long they're, and short. <laughs> they're, and new. They're flat. They take up time. There's some people in them. <laughs> Come on. We're moving to an all gibberish format. <laughs> We're a gibberish podcast. It's just nonsense. So, Dan, how do we rate this movie? Uh, oh, yeah. Is this, uh, was this movie totally scarifying? <laughs> Was it totally snorifying, mm. or was it frighteningly funny? Mm. <laughs> Once rats. again, inadequate ratings. <laughs> uh, well, it was not shockingly good. <laughs> not a rating. But neither was it horrifyingly horrifying. <laughs> it wasn't that either. Uh, well, it it's tough to use the uh, ironclad rating system that Dan's presented because <laughs> I don't feel that it was very... Yeah, it's, I don't feel comfortable being locked into this system. Um, it's not. It wasn't really a horror movie, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was. It went pretty quick. It was better to look at than some of the other movies. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, lots of good stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I would say it was uh, Seems shockingly yeah. uh, so perfect movie. I would say let's good, move bad. on. I'll say good bad. I okay. enjoyed it. Good Alex, bad, Alex. Alex. Uh, I f- I f- Spookily good bad. <laughs> Spookily good bad. A, a bushel of wormy boners. <laughs> um, you haven't made anything with wormy boners in a while, Stuart. Uh, well, I was saving it, but I guess you're going to blow up my spot. I, I agree I agree with Stuart. I, I do feel like it's almost, it's, it's a little bit, it feels to me even a little bit better than good bad, because it's mm-hmm. not just, I mean, it's not good, but it's not. I, I agree with Elliot that I think the the special effects were they were never usually when you watch a, a bad movie recently that has a lot of CGI in it or a lot of special effects you are distracted by how bad or how obnoxious they are and this one seemed to be sort of restrained in that regard mm-hmm. I think yeah they they just I did think. sort of a, a good job with the yeah. visual everything visual about the movie they they at least did a good job with that so yeah I'll say I'll say good bad but I I, I do think that it's I don't know if it's worth watching if you don't. Uh, that if might be that might be stretching it. Yeah, <laughs> if you're not a big if you're not a big hood head, then, I mean, which I guess is a clansman. Like they're like brown coats. Okay, it's. I think you guys have said it at, at some time at some time that watch. that it's something know. that a movie might be something that's worth watching if it's like on TV already. Yeah, yeah. If you're sick, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think it is. It is worth watching in that in that sense, and yeah, you get to sick. see. And you get to see a retarded guy cooked inside a giant metal elephant. That's pretty which, good. Mentally yeah. challenged. <laughs> Please, for our listeners, mentally challenged. Uh, yeah, I would call it eerily adequate. <laughs> I think it was not particularly good, but yeah, it was not as bad as some of the other stuff we've seen lately. And worth seeing if you are sick home from work and don't want to bother to change the channel. Yeah. I would say uh, you can watch this. I agree with the general consensus. The movie looked pretty. Amanda Seyfried looked pretty. Kind of. Uh, Gary Oldman, Gary, beautiful. Gary Oldman was crazy. I liked his purple outfit. So I'll... Uh, he was like Prince. Yeah, yeah, it was very regal. <laughs> 20 thumbs up. Go see it. <laughs> really? Wow, a million thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. in the end, it was all right and best movie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, What's next, Daniel-san? I have uh, some e- emails. This looks like a picture. <laughs> Sweet. Some letters from listeners. Uh, the Melbig. First one is titled. There's Pol- no songs anymore. What? What? Well, I know. Letter section. I know we talked a lot for a while, so okay. I don't want to t- take up too much time with the song. Yeah, let's just take up time talking about how there's no songs. Yeah. So there's no songs this time, guys. Okay. No anyway, song. Anyway, 
Letter time. <laughs> time for letters. Hey, letter time. It's called Switcheroonies. The old changeup. <laughs> this is titled Flopper Soundalikes. Very popular uh, email topic. Uh, Sarah here, frequent listener and second time writer. What's no, her last name? And no Elliot and Stuart. I'm not Dan's wife. Oh, okay. We just share an awesome name. Just wanted to add my awesome. thoughts on something I heard on a recent episode of your Always Excellent podcast. A well, listener wrote in saying that he thought Elliot sounded like Mo Rocca and Stuart like Seth Rogen. I'd have to agree on Stuart's voice, but as for Elliot, I've always pictured Vincent Carthizer. I hope this is more to Elliot's liking, as I believe he said he didn't like the comparison to Mo. If not, then may I suggest... Winston Zeddemore <laughs> Really, Ernie Hudson? <laughs> Not even Ernie Hudson, but a character Ernie Hudson played. Yep. I was going to say Ernie Hudson from Hand the Rocks the Cradle. Be closer. Uh, uh, well, thank you for those better says, comparisons. She says she hopes that she can come to the next Flophouse movie night. Uh, I heard it was a huge success, what with Dan's pizza order getting messed up and harassing your significant <laughs> others on stage. That's part. From Sarah, not Dan's wife. I love that. That's yeah. For all of recorded history, the, none of the jokes from Twin Sitters, the, the screening will be remembered. But Dan getting his pizza order mixed up. Yeah. And the size that accompanied that. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, the size. Oh, pizza. Oh. Yes. So there you go, Vincent. Yep. Uh, I this... wish it was Vincent Price. <laughs> this is. This is from Kelly, last name withheld. I think this one might be directed to you, Alex. Oh, good. Yeah. It's about time. This one's from Kelly, with last name withheld. I was wondering if anyone there had heard of the book Shock Festival by Stephen Romano. It's a book with short histories of 100 fake B-movies, complete with posters, behind-the-scenes pictures, and interviews with the actors. It's a fun, weird-ass book with some awesome fake posters. Just wanted to mention it to you, as it might interest someone there. P.S. Dan... Just wanted to let you know that a while ago I bought the first issue of Whim Quarterly, but only recently got around to reading it and So You're Covered in Ants, uh, which is my contribution. She says, it's one of my favorite uh, things. I plan on making copies of it and sticking them to the fridges of every human being I know. So thank you, Kelly, for that inefficient method of uh, There was almost no Flophouse Whim content quarterly. to that, to that <laughs> yeah. fan letter. I, mean, mm. I just I mean, wanted to talk about how bit. people... Cool. It's like yeah. if I wrote into Amazing Spider-Man and I said, Hey, dear Spider-Crew, I love your book. Have you read any Ursula K. Le Guin? <laughs> because <laughs> no, she is a great writer. P.S. I like the un- uh, the other thing you did that's unrelated to Spider-Man. No, I think this is a very... I think love she, Kelly Kapowski. I think that... <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think Kelly uh, brings up an excellent point, which is that my <laughs> contributions to Wim Quarterly are great. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, Just, that uh, seems better for the Dan McCoy po- podcast. <laughs> Real this, McCoy. This has been another episode of Dan McCoy, Letter Editor. <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many letters do we get co- complimenting me or Stuart for things that are not related to the Flophouse that you don't Zero. read? <laughs> uh, moving on. This is from Paul Last thanks, Name Kelly. Withheld. And thanks, Sarah, earlier. <laughs> Paul, last name withheld, uh, his email is titled Gay Movies. <laughs> so, Stuart, this is for you. I think you guys need to do a movie like Cruising or The Next Best Thing. Something gay stupid that may, might shake Dan of his homophobia. Now, this is, this is not a thing that... Uh, uh, no, it's what's, just Dan. you got to open your mind. Dan's something violently homophobic. Something gay stupid? <laughs> something gay stupid. Gay is it gay stupid? Sli- oh, gay hyphen stupid. Yeah. It's not, not slash. Not gay, gay stupid. Gay slash stupid. Uh, but in all seriousness, I want to thank you guys because you make me laugh when I could use it. 
It's hard to find people that can talk Ray Dennis Steckler or Kevin O'Rourke and whatnot. So to you all, Raiden? I say, hats Ray off. Ray Dennis Steckler. Not Raiden, the protector of Earthrealm. No, Ray Dennis right. Steckler, the okay. director slash writer slash actor. Sure. Also, who, also known as Cash Flag. <laughs> uh, gay movies, guys. Well, I think the problem is there aren't that many gay movies in general. So to find a big Hollywood uh, well, we, we, flop gay movie. There was a gay character in Valentine's Day. Was there? Yeah, the gay football player. Oh. Who was in love with Bradley Cooper. That's right. And he's played by the guy from Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess we have, well, we can look out for that in the future. I mean, I don't think Flophouse believes in a quota system. That's true. But, uh, you know, (laughs) we can be more open-minded. No, we're not open-minded. Hollywood is not making uh, well, terrible gay movies. Well, so you're not that get on the horn to Hollywood and demand <laughs> Tell them to make awful, a... stupid gay movies. <laughs> Tell them to make a terrible movie about a gay monster. Yeah. <laughs> Starring Sean Hayes, probably. <laughs> Stuart assumes. Stuart loves Sean Hayes. <laughs> well, he's favorite, hilarious. <laughs> his favorite performer in the history of filmed comedy. In the history of people speaking out loud. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's not really a joke anymore, guys. It's pretty serious. <laughs> so, Sean Hayes cast. Okay, on to the next. Sean Hayes Advocacy Podcast. Yep. You can start uh, a petition later. So, this is... Uh... <laughs> What's the petition? For what, Sean Hayes? No, for me to make the Sean Hayes Podcast. Oh, okay. Or for you to replace Sean Hayes. Well, like what? Like I take his skin and put it on my body? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's, that's horrifying. No. <laughs> Why would that it's be? October. I thought I'd drop, do a scary thing. Okay, uh, well, let's be scary then. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Good job, Stuart. Boogity boo. <laughs> yep. Terrifying. <laughs> oh, I want to. I want to. Me- by the way, while we're in the letters, I wanted to mention something that uh, I forgot if it if it was corrected before. Someone wrote in. Talking about the night court bit uh-huh. uh, from an earlier episode, I was uh, notified by an, a listener that that was in the Ugly Truth episode. Mm. Yes. And I want to issue a correction about something I said back in so if anyone wants to, Millionaire. If everyone wants to go back and listen to that, it's the Ugly Truth episode. What did you With say, the, Dan? Uh, yeah. The, sh- the, the uh, vibrating underpants. Yes, yeah. Okay. In The Happiest Millionaire, I mistakenly said that Leslie Ann Warren was in the show Taxi. I was, of course, thinking of Mary Lou Henner. So... Uh, is this the apology part of the podcast? What's going on here? <laughs> this anyway. Is, this is the retcon part of the podcast. Moving on to Beth, last name withheld. And she says uh, her, her email is titled Flophouse Fan at DragonCon. Awesome. I recently <laughs> attended the DragonCon Sci Fi Fantasy Convention in Atlanta for the first time. I was wandering in around Flop-lanta. lost in a sea of Doctor Who's and Stormtroopers when I caught a glimpse of Pink, or perhaps Peach, out of the corner of my eye. An original peach. I had to assume she was dressed as such in support of the Flophouse. <laughs> a decision which I whole, wholeheartedly support. Your nerdy fan base is strong. Attached is photographic evidence. And as you see here... Oh, they're dressed as one of the players from A League of Their Own. <laughs> oh, right. One of the original peaches. Number 32, in fact. Nerd favorite think, movie. Or that might, <laughs> a League of Their Own. That might actually be Lori Petty. That's the other it's possible. option. Dan, that's your number from the movie, isn't it? 32? <laughs> sure. That's uh, awesome. In your your character of Betty Spaghetti, mm-hmm. the one who finds out her husband died in the war. <laughs> oh, why? <laughs> oh. You auditioned for the role. I don't look. I can't stop you. Oh, that's so sad. That's uh, that's Tank Girl in that one, right? <laughs> yes, Tank Girl, Tank Girl, and the Earth Girl who's easy, and uh, Madonna, and um, what's her name from Exit to Eden? Point point point. Rosie point O'Donnell. break. Wait, Point Break. 
Point Break. I'm talking about Lori Petty. Oh. You know. uh, keep up the good work. Tank Girl. Yeah. And, and maybe next year we'll see some fans dressed as Psy Guy, Lustache, and The Corrector. <laughs> I'm hoping for a few Leonardos and Scrooge McDucks as well. That what, would be wonderful. What well, about maybe Leonardo a, Scrooge McDucks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe at FlopCon 2012, mm-hmm. also known as the New York Comic Con. Yeah, what are you going to dress up when you go to FlopCon 2012? Oh, man, you're really putting me on the spot there. I don't have one. Uh, probably another Luigi. <laughs> Just an, I'd like to be. I'd like to be the fifth Luigi. Yeah, when we were walking over, you were saying how we'd really like to be Luigi. <laughs> like that's shooting high. He's not even going to be Mario. He's just going to be Luigi. <laughs> well, it's not like you like, said want to be, be Toad. I want to be that famous guy's brother. Well, at Gen Con, there were there were like five Luigis and one Mario, and the Mario had just sort of phoned it in, and the yeah, Luigis that's... were great. Well, Mario so. might not have been in the costume. He might have just been a big Italian guy. <laughs> It's like, oh, there's some plumbing around here that needs to be fixed. <laughs> yeah, he's fixing the plumbing while the costume parade's going on. Uh, and our final email of the evening <gasps> is titled, Stop Lying, Elliot. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. And uh, it's from Michael, last name withheld. And so it says, the letters are either uh, giving Dan congratulations or, <laughs> or attacking, attacking us. Yeah. Last name withheld, huh? Well, I deserve to know the name of my accuser. <laughs> if this is a fair court of law. It is not. This trial is a travesty. <laughs> it's a sham. It's a mockery. It's mockery. a co- Colin mockery. It's a mockery of two shams. Uh, he says, all of these modest claims that you aren't good friends with Anne Hathaway, then how do you explain this <laughs> sentence? I had a feeling it was about I Hannah, stumbled upon on Wikipedia? On your Wikipedia page. <laughs> Quote, during his time in New Jersey, Kalen began his friendship with actress Anne Hathaway, <laughs> a relationship that remains to this day. Hmm? They wrote Michael. Hmm? They wrote him. Well, hmm? Michael, uh, I am happy to tell, or I'm not happy to tell you, I guess. I am sad to inform you that that line was put in by some sort of perpetrator who also added to my IMDb page in the trivia section that I am good friends with Anne Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of these are true. I have not spoken to Ms. Hathaway in many years, um, and even in the times when I could have, what, did not what speak much. What pushed you apart? Well, we didn't know each other. Uh, okay. we, went to, we were in two I different mean, like, grades a, and had nothing in common. Like a biblical way? I mean, I didn't... In biblical way? Yeah, a sea parted. <laughs> no, I mean, you're, you didn't oh, know, did each, you other know each other in a biblical biblically. way. I mean, that too, but no, we, we're not I friends. I mean, I don't want to start any rumors around here. That's about... too many rumors have already started. And some, some flop listener went on to those two pages and added that in. Well, they also added to the end of my Wikipedia page that I enjoy words that sound like <laughs> other words. That's true. It is true, though. How do you know that that's a Flophouse listener that added those things? Uh, I don't know where else they would have gotten those ideas mm. from. What about that one girl, the bondage enthusiast? That she knew me she... through my newspaper column. She didn't. That and I never you didn't mentioned... talk about your friend Anne Hathaway. On I there? never did. Not okay. not a friend of mine. Someone See, I knew barely. Not someone I disliked. Barely. Like if you saw her at a party, you'd give her like a knowing <laughs> nod. Yeah. I don't think she'd remember who I was. Like barely like if she was dressed up as a bear, you would know her. <laughs> I'd recommend her better in a bear costume, yeah. That's so, like what she wore in high school. She was a bear cosplayer. Well, <laughs> well I appreciate the uh, time and effort that our listeners are putting into defacing uh, Elliot's Wikipedia page. I think uh, I think it's sad that they're not putting that time and effort into creating Wikipedia pages for me and Stuart. Or for the Flophouse in oh, general. That's a, good for the point. Flophouse that's a really general. good point. Uh, we are woefully. What was that Wikipedia page? I don't have one. Kept... I don't have one either. So if anybody wants, but to we've been set talking about Wikipedia a lot, Alex. Didn't you want to plug that? No, I sure don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
seems like okay. there's a story so behind that's, that uh, comment. That's yeah. a mystery yeah, left best just, undiscovered, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> Listeners, like, there's a mystery somewhere on Wikipedia. <laughs> Check it out this weekend. <laughs> so, you, so search for mystery. <laughs> All right. Well, we're, we're running long, so uh, okay. I think we're going to cut we're out. We're running the, wild. Uh, we're going to cut out the recommendations and just... Uh, just bullshit with my buddies. Just see, just see what happens. How about we recommend another a great podcast? Yeah, how about okay. we do just, yeah, uh, uh, um, the It's called How Did This Get Made? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a bad movie podcast. They address why. Where they just go, how did this get made? Over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Alex, you've got a number of projects that uh, we could use this time. Yeah, talented, this guy. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks, guys. You're going to cut this section out afterwards, right, Dan? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, go ahead, Alex. You want, you want a Tell nice, us about your projects. Let me give you a good pause. A good, you want me to clap for <laughs> you so you, can, so you can find it just so visually? So the time video yeah, and the yeah. audio. <laughs> okay. I'll give, you, I'll give you a clap, and then, uh, and then I'll plug my, my, my projects. Uh, yeah, I have a podcast called Probably Not Podcast uh, with my friends Tony and Jessica. Check it out. It's on iTunes. Names to me, but probably not podcast, or write into us at probably not podcast at gmail That's an email so easy to remember. So much better than the Flophouse email, which is what Flophouse at podcast dot gmail flop dot flopcon. Flophouse podcast at gmail at the internet dot America. Care of care of World Wide Web. Actually, one two three Main Street. Internet America zero zero four four one. What about your musical endeavors? Let's. Uh, yeah, it, uh, there's. I have one album out that I kind of did myself. It's uh, under the name Lydia Burrell, L-Y-D-I-A-B-U-R-R-E-L-L, uh, and that's available again on removador.com. You can, you can actually, if you go to uh, removador.com, uh, you can listen to the whole thing, uh, and if you feel like uh, purchasing it. This is Dan breaking in here for a second. Uh, Alex was so kind as to uh, provide us with a new track from Lydia Burrell, uh, which is appended at the end of this episode after the theme and the outtakes. So if you want to listen to hear what uh, the band sounds like, uh, wait around and you can check that out at the end of the episode. All right, back to the conversation. Uh, you can get it there or get it on iTunes or Amazon. But that's you're going to want to as soon as you start listening. Now, that's that yep. door-removing service, right? Yes, they re- they re- they remove one door. <laughs> they will remove a single door. Okay. Uh, you'll, you'll so choose wisely. Only one door per customer. <laughs> just you just um, get rid of the one you really can't use. We just finished uh, – I, I, so I did that record by myself, and then we just finished a, uh, a new record that should be out early next year. If you do like what you hear, uh, whether or not you want to uh, check out – or buy the record. Uh, if you like us on Facebook, you'll we'll have information about how to get that record when it's eventually out. Um, yeah, that's uh, so. Yeah, rock and roll. Mm-hmm. He's here to stay, friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the coolest thing you've ever said, Dan. And what a cool way to say it. Is that well, Dan to ensure that-, that Johnny McCool? <laughs> You want to make sure that the the kids that are listening and know that we're down with them. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're, we're still down hip. With, with the rock and roll. <laughs> uh, so another Shocktober uh, comes to a close. Butters to a halt. <laughs> Dies with not a bang but a whimper. Guys, I think we really knocked this one out of the park. Yeah. Fenway Park, <laughs> a haunted <laughs> Fenway Park. Shocktober. So let's. Uh, what are we gonna do for uh, uh, Love Number? I guess that's the <laughs> number. <laughs> Love. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that where we watch uh, like romance movies? Cats and Heigl movies? 
Oh, I mean, there's there's been so many good good picks that have been stacking up, like uh, <laughs> stacking them picks. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we'll talk about it later. Country strong, maybe. Oh yeah, we've got to do country strong. Or uh, or that uh, Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys still haven't done Marmaduke, have you? <laughs> we still have not done Marmaduke. That's true. So oh, me. get ready for that, floppers. So, uh, so much crap. Until then, uh, let's sign off. I've been Dan McCoy. Oh, I'm still Stuart Wellington. I am Elliot Kalen in this sense. I want to thank you guys for uh, letting me come and hang out and do this. Uh, it's been fun. I'm Alex Smith. Yay! The best man. <laughs> <laughs> and the two worst. Wait, what? <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> This episode is just going to be me plugging things. And dancing. Shut up. Shut up. Shut. Shut. Shut it. So animated. Hey, guys. We got Dr. Katz over here. (laughs) Yeah, that's the most animated show you can think of. Dr. Katz. (laughs) 9 a.m. meeting over here.